Hey, it's the Anything But Quiet Time podcast with Rochelle and Carter. You're going to give me a hard time, aren't you? Going to give you a hard time. Uh, We talk a lot (sighs) about who Jesus is, how overt we should be in our faith. And sharing about him, yes. And how cool Jesus was and is. Absolutely. And you, Rochelle, were trying to think of a word (laughs) that meant people nowadays who try to be cool, but they really care what people think on the inside. Poser. She couldn't think. I couldn't. Listen for how long she tried to get it and finally thought of it right after. This is cruel. Hey, it's Rochelle and Carter. This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. Are we singing now? It just kind of came out. Oh, okay. All right. Like well, a song. Thank you for started, hanging out with us. Start it over. Will you promise to start it over? Will I promise to start it over? Just pretend like you're starting it over. Okay, we'll just pretend like we're starting it over. Here we go. We'll try this again. Okay. Hey, it's Rochelle and Carter, and this is the anything. You sound like the low talker from the Seinfeld. Low talker? Yeah, I love that episode. Okay, so oh, this is where we talk about our quiet times. So I'm going to just do something. I'm going to do Bible stuff uh, as Jerry Seinfeld, if you don't mind. Oh, this should be good. Okay, just all right. don't be offensive. No, no, what's what's the deal with John? John? Yeah, I had a whole book named John, and then all of a sudden, here comes not only first. Second, but also third John. Couldn't we consolidate John? Just the whole book of John? It's his own book. He named it after himself. That's really good. I really like that. I, I just love doing that voice. Yeah. Of course, everybody who doesn't know what the Bible This guy's terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Did you did did you hiss? <laughs> Um, no, so we go through what we're going over in our quiet times, and I am in the uh, New Testament, Second uh, Corinthians. In fact, Rochelle, you're there in the New Testament as well. Yes. Second um, Corinthians, for currently chapter one. I have been really reminded because I have liked a lot of different things of cool mm-hmm. Christian bands, of cool faith things that aren't overt. Like uh, I don't want to name anybody. Are you talking about like millennial stuff? Yeah, millennial probably, cool stuff. Maybe like, millennial cool stuff. According to Christians, there, certain bands that was like it's like this. I don't and, know what you. I don't know what you mean. I'm well, not. I'm explaining cool. it. I'm explaining. I'm explaining. Okay. There are bands that are Chris, quote Christian bands. Okay. But you would never know. But everybody's like, yeah, but they are. Listen, look at the the you know the beautiful lingo. See, this would mean this, and this would mean this, and this would mean so this. So, are you saying they're like they're a mainstream band? But they do love Jesus, and they're using this as an opportunity to share the light in the dark. I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Off. I'm going to turn off the microphones. I'm going to give you an example, and then you'll be on the same page. Okay. Oh. Not overt. Wouldn't say the name of Jesus, but well, it's clearly Christian now you lyrics. Didn't say I know because I don't want. Don't I know because I don't want to. Can I tell them what it rhymes with? No. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. honestly, and I love that, and I think there's an art to it, and I think that it can. I think it makes an impact with with certain groups, but let me let me. Oh, I'll just I, show you what I'm reading. I was going to say I think that stirs up controversy in the church, and that's the thing too. Because let me it read does. this, and, I, and, I, and I'll, yeah. I'll share it with you. Uh, this is Paul writing to the Corinthians. This is Second uh, Corinthians, verse uh, chapter one, verse twelve. I get all sorts of when there's the second in front of the book, I I my reference numbers get so thrown off in my mind. Here's that extra bag of caffeine that we need to hook your IV up. Thank you for that. Thank you. Oh no, didn't find the vein. There it is. All right. Sorry. Ooh, it's a bleeder. Uh, we rejoice in saying with complete honesty and a clear conscience that God has empowered us to conduct ourselves in a holy manner and with no hidden agenda. God's, God's marvelous grace enables us to minister to everyone with pure motives, 
not in the clever wisdom of the world. This is especially true in all of our dealings with you. We write to you with words that are clearly understood, Mm -hmm. and there is no need for you to try and read between the lines of what we write in hopes that you can completely and accurately understand our hearts. So this sounds like the leg that the the people who would be against the band that you earlier named that nobody else knows about. Yeah, yeah. That would be the leg that they would stand on. I in think the scriptures. so. I think okay. so. And honestly, you know, I'm I'm going through it and so I'll give you my personal reminder uh cuz I d- I don't know about if you're a Christian man, why wouldn't you be overt? But I get that you're trying to re- reach an audience that's not inherently Christian, I guess, mm-hmm. and that you're trying to show them that there's hope and there's light. And then the last questions. Mm-hmm. But I guess just it's a reminder for me. I think it's just so easy to, hey, even just use the word God and not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Things like that. And or, or things like um, being nice, but talking about the weather, mm-hmm. being nice and talking about sports and, you know, let's just hope that, that they uh, see, you know, they see that I'm nice. They hope that the, they that see the way I enough. live and that, that that must be good enough. Yeah. And I think living is, if you're going to say it, you better live it. I think that's for sure. But it's, I don't know. I think it just challenged me a little bit more to be more overt and not shove it down people's throats. Um, but if somebody's talking about a terrible tragedy, yeah, I know. You know, I was uh, praying about that, and and I think prayer can even go there potentially because no nobody is against prayer. Nobody's against spiritual stuff. Nobody's against God. But when you say the name of Jesus, it'll it'll silence a room. I love the fact that you said nobody three times. There's a song we're playing right now by Casting Crowns. It's called Nobody. Nobody. And Carter sings it. Try to tell everybody very well. All about somebody. Listen, I love you, but stop it. Save my soul. Okay. So it basically is talking about Jesus is the focus, should be the focus always in our world. And of course, Jesus, interestingly enough, made us the focus of his life by following God's plan to die for us. God's like, I, I want this relationship with my kids made possible, sends his son to die on a cross so that that's even a possibility and that we can raise into life with him, as we've shared before in the podcast through his resurrection, we resurrect into new life. And I, I it's just incredible. But our focus always being on God, because um, we're the, quote, nobody mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. respect. Um, and, and you don't ever have to be fearful of that place where you're like, well, I don't want to be thought of as a, a nobody. Oh, my word. When you finally surrender to the freedom that is in Jesus Christ and realize that that is, that's everything you need right there. Well, the pressure's off yes, at that point. You know? I'm fully satisfied. Nothing else can satisfy like Jesus Christ can satisfy. So, uh, yeah, I want to make sure that I am, if anybody thinks of Rochelle, it is 100% linked mm-hmm. to who mm-hmm. Jesus is and yeah. more so about him than less about me. I, and I'm I'm saying this um, with you know even a conflicted heart because I love the artistry of some things and I love building a relationship. I also I'll say it this way: I you will never see me on a roadside with uh, a roadside with a sign that says well anything for that matter. Um, but I would never be the guy that holding up the Jesus loves you sign on the side of the road. No, but you have dressed up like a taco before for the morning show and passed out free tacos. That's a very good point. On the side of the road. That's a very good point. <laughs> but it was tacos. It was, but I wouldn't just hold up a taco sign. See, I'm handing people tacos. I I, I think that's kind of even, hey, there's my analogy. I, I think that 
I want to live it, live it and be in a uh, friendship in a some sort of have a rapport mm-hmm. with people before before I start that. That doesn't mean, though, that the guy at the gas station might not be the guy. You yeah. know, what I, you know what I mean. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you would necessarily have to build a year long relationship before you talk about your faith. But at the same time, I don't find and this is me personally. I don't find, hey, that stranger over there. Hey, you know where you going when you die? <laughs> like, uh, I just, I just don't personally do that. But I will say, if you feel the spirit of God leading you to do that, well, you better do that. Yeah. Okay. So back in the day when the vacuum salesman was a vacuum salesman, mm-hmm. they go door to door. What would be the only reason why you would let the guy in? If you needed a vacuum. Okay. Or you knew him and you felt bad for him. Right. Yes. The manners of your parent, let him go through his spiel. <laughs> it's fine. He pours the stuff all over your carpet. Right. So I guess there's a few scenarios there that yeah. you work out. So yes, if you needed a vacuum would probably be the most important one of those reasons though, right? Yeah. I need the vacuum. So that's why I'm going to let you in. There, People will be allowing a foot in the door into their lives with your message. But you have to kind of find out, okay, what is the area of their life where they're in need? And sometimes it's going to be they need a, a new set of encyclopedias. Yes, those were those were a thing. Can you imagine lugging encyclopedias door to door? My dad did that. He sold encyclopedias door to door. My first encyclopedia was on a computer. I just want you to know that. <laughs> so... Oh, anyway, but you as a salesperson are finding out what does this, this house need? Because there's going to be a redemptive moment where I bring it to their attention. I have what you need. Mm. Jesus covers the entire basis. He has. That's why you've heard the cliche, Jesus is the answer. And people are like, well, what's the question? Literally, when you go through the horrific crises that we've experienced as a country of a 9-11, mm-hmm. you got your answer. Jesus is the one that alone can bring peace and healing to a land that is broken. The the diverse, huge split in two that we've seen in our country, even through the last several years because of uh, political reasons or whatever, Jesus is the answer. And, you know, I, I get why the cliche might sound kind of corny if somebody just like from across the convenience store yells, hey, did you know that Jesus is the answer? Why people would want to shout back, well, what was the question? Uh-huh. But when uh-huh. you are in dire straits and you're given a report that you have just gotten, whew, this is terminal cancer that I have. You know, I need an answer quick. Jesus, who brings peace, who brings all of the things that through his Holy Spirit provides me with patience, love, joy, all these things is the answer. And to me, that's why I feel like the rapport, the relationship is so important so that you live life with people, you keep up with people mm-hmm. at the very least, you know, neighbors, coworkers, whatever. And they won't be receptive. I mean, potentially they won't be receptive to coming to church with you or talking about prayer or anything. And then all of a sudden they get that report of financial, whatever medical, whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, tell me more about, I mean, potentially, I mean, there's a strong mm-hmm. possibility of that. And so I, I guess at the end of the day, I think God can work in both ways. I, I do find more that I, I, I've talked about faith with my neighbors. I've talked about faith with my coworkers. It's real easy at KSBJ to talk about faith. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I find that more to be my, like probably like 75% of the time. But also I, I just feel I've, I've heard multiple stories. You know, hey, talk, there's going to be a guy in a green shirt at the bus stop. Why don't you talk to him? And 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 God leads in in that way as well. But also, either way, when you talk about Jesus is the answer of what people need at the time, or yeah. the, you know they need a vacuum. 
when we are in a relationship with people, we're living on our faith. So we're not perfect, but they see that, but they see that we're, we're trying. And all of a sudden they do have a need, whether it is spiritual and prayer, mm-hmm. or they have a physical need in that moment where yeah. Harvey happens, Hurricane Harvey happens, and uh, they need water. Yeah, I can get him some water as part of my faith journey. Not to beat a dead horse, but hopefully you've, you've given them your business card as the door-to-door salesperson so they know who to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my vacuum did just break down. I need that now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's interesting that Jesus um, never had to overstate himself. Mm-hmm. I think he was super chill. I think sometimes we get intense when we have to, oh, I have to go preach the gospel, and it has to look this way. For some, it does. Because God's called him to, um, like what, oh my word, John the Baptist, if I had seen him in person, what would I have done? He was yeah. a very, a voice crying out in the wilderness, repent. Yeah. And he probably looked a little crazy because his hair was super crazy long. It he wasn't locusts. It wasn't kempt. He lived in a, a wilderness. He wore really tacky camels. He, clothing. he had a lot of he had a lot of potlucks. Uh, he was Baptist. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it it's not always going to look the same. We even mentioned in a podcast earlier about how there were, all of the voices of the prophets were needed. Why? Because they were all individuals, and God had assigned them for a certain group of people. Yeah. Because he knew that he had so many different people out there with different personality types. They were going to need some over here. They need the vacuum pitch. Over here, they need the encyclopedia pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, we need Jesus in so many different areas of our lives. And it's not until we go, oh, my word. <gasps> and he fits not just the need here, but everywhere in my life. Because he's so much more than the, quote, vac- vacuum. I can't believe I'm comparing my Savior to a vacuum. I hope that you're not offended. You know what I'm talking about. Though. Yeah, yeah. He is the answer for every. He's the do it all. He's every aspect of your life. He's the Dyson. Okay. I'm going to get yeah. off the vacuum analogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was probably a bad one to start with. But, um, you know, and I, I love that you talked about um, the healing of people. I've been on the miracles of Jesus right now, and just it's fascinating. I am sure there were plenty of people he did not heal. Now, there were constantly people following him around because he did many miracles. But there was only a select few that the disciples um, reported uh, when it was recorded by Luke later. Um, because Luke was not an original disciple. In fact, I do believe he was of he was a, he was of Gentile descent. Perhaps he was Greek. I, mm. I, I have to go back and look, but it was a doctor. And at one point, he's like, "I'm going to put this together." And he went and he researched, and he did it like a doctor would. And he wrote the book of Luke. Uh, Matthew clearly was one of the disciples of Jesus. John was one of the disciples, and there was Mark. Um, but all of them only note a certain amount of miracles. So you don't hear in this three years of ministry every miracle that Jesus yeah. did. But the ones that they do note, he he was pretty consistent in saying, your faith has made you well. And I thought that was fascinating. That literally the physical healing was the secondary mm. healing. The important one was that something about their belief system had changed. The physical had taken place, yes, But then there were the ones like the man who was dropped through the roof by the friends. And the first thing Jesus says is, your sins are forgiven. And he recognized the faith of the friends. And that was something spectacular for him to witness too. 
that they had. And I, I read into it. According to what I, I've read through the Gospels, it, it was God's house. It was Jesus's home that they sculpted. Did you know that? No, I think you because we joked about that of whoever the homeowner was. Right. He was he must have been like, you know, you could have come in the front door, waited till after everybody left. You could have tear down my roof. Now, it was just one of the Gospels that shares this, uh-huh. that he went back home and that's where he was. So now when he says home... Does that imply the town? Or does that imply... He was in a physical building, so it sounded like it was in his home. That's... And so so the fact that he doesn't say, what are you doing to my roof? Get off the roof! That's amazing. Well, clearly he he was without sin. He wasn't... (laughs) Jesus was not a jerk. But I guess that's part of it. The physical wasn't as important to him as the spiritual. Your sins are forgiven. And of course, then there was the, the whispers around the room who's this guy who thinks he can forgive sins? And he mm-hmm. goes, okay, clearly you need the proof again visually. This is the secondary part of the miracle. Would it be easier for me to tell him his sins are forgiven or to take up your bed, walk home? And the guy gets up, walks home with his bed. And the point made and taken, let's say next week, this same guy who had been healed gets sick some other way. Yeah. Well, then what then was, I mean, what good is the first miracle if now, I don't know, he trips and falls and hurts himself permanently that way? Well, I mean, all these people did die eventually. But the first, the first part of the healing process is this, this, the person reaching out like the woman did with Jesus's clothes and believing if I just touch his garment, I will be well. Your faith has made you well. What constitutes well is not necessarily physical health. It's it's peace of mind. It's it's your spirit being healed. It's recognizing that I can be satisfied by something that I can't quite put a finger on right now, even though she physically touched his garment. I, I, I am more than well. He turns around in that moment for this woman who is unclean, who has been bleeding for 12 years, who society would have kicked away and said, don't come near us because we don't want to be unclean either. And he calls her daughter Mm. and tells her her faith has made her well. He gave her something that day that was shocking, not only to the rest of the people around him, but to her. In terms of the physical versus the spiritual, it just gives me assurance and it's hard. But if my hand was to quit working tomorrow Mm -hmm. or I mean, eventually, if we age to what's, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 years old, stuff stops working. Yeah. And so to try as you get older, to try to remember. I'm in my 40s and stuff stopped working. So. <laughs> well, there you go. But even even for me, this can go to appearance. Mm. You're not happy. You, don't, you wish you were taller. You wish you were thinner. You, it's The physical isn't as important. And there are things that are definitely, you know, needs during a disaster. Or Hurricane Harvey, we mentioned earlier. Or, or you know, uh, he clearly healed the body. He cared enough to do that. But like you said, the spiritual was, was first. And so yeah. to try to not get down on myself when I'm sick right. or when I'm not happy with how I look. Yeah. And to try to remember that. And I listen, and we don't want to belittle if you're going through something very physical right now because pain is pain. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And it is all tied together. We are spirit, soul, body, mind. You yeah. know, all of that is tied together. But you know, Jesus himself said, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of what man can do to you. What are they what can they do? They can kill the body. Mm-hmm. He said, but we should be in in fear, in respect, in awe of our heavenly creator. 
creator, our God, our father, who has the ability and will one day determine our eternity. That's where we really should be, you know, and that's why he he preaches treasures in heaven as opposed to these things that are very, I mean, my life, I can't believe that my children, my son is a teenager. He's going to start high school next year. I am shocked by this because I'm going through all the things that I know my parents went through. It goes by so fast. Talk about cliche. You've you've said multiple times in the last three months, can you believe we're already halfway through this month? <laughs> and I said it like 1920s guy. Can you believe it's already halfway oh, through? Oh, so crazy. You're so dapper. Oh, wow. A drugstore cowboy. Huh? I don't even know. I don't either. The other point of, of Jesus that I wanted to make is, because um, we, don't, we don't talk about this. I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about this. Uh, Jesus is loving and Jesus is great and Jesus saves us from our sins. When you really think about the context of the Pharisees and what Jesus Jesus was saying, and he was so countercultural. Jesus was cool. Yeah, I don't hear many people talk about it just how. I mean, think about that. Yeah. How cool is it nowadays when you see somebody step up and and not care what people think, mm. and not give in to today's temptations, or you have to be this way, you have to look this way, you have to say this to be politically correct, or whatever it is, yeah. and they're just their own person, and they're like, no, I'm just gonna be me. Jesus was that a hundred percent. And that's interesting because even the people who quote don't care today are not that hipster Mm. because a Mm. lot of us, what is it called when you're faking? Yeah. You're you're insecure and you're actually trying to like, you're putting on a facade type of thing. You're putting on a facade and they're like, no, you're not being real. You actually do kind of care. Yeah. 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 I don't care. That's why I toss my hair this way and have gel just so. (laughs) Woke up like this. Jesus really just cared about what God asked him to do. Yeah. And he was so real. In fact, I read this morning about how he knew he was, there he is, he's in Jerusalem, and he, he just tells the crowd that's with him in that moment, I'm really suffering here. He's, he's like, I am dealing with a lot of emotions right now, but it's about bringing glory to God. May it bring you glory. And this voice from heaven even says, I am glorifying myself and I'll keep doing it. And I think in that moment, Jesus said the words out loud, he said, because he wanted the rest of the folks around him to know um, you know, that this wasn't about him, it, it, always pointing back to the Father, always doing that. And I, I think that's just part of one of the reasons why Jesus never was with sin. Yeah. He constantly would focus back on the Father. And, um, he kept the main thing the main thing. He kept the main thing. So, yeah, he was super cool, but it was never because about, it was never about it. No, And that's the point. Right. Is you're only cool when you truly don't care, when, you're, when you are comfortable in your own skin. What is that word? What word? Okay, so to explain it. It's, it's exactly what you said, but if you're like, is it tubular? No, it's oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's like it. It's actually a more current word. But woke? I, I, no, it's like when you're not woke, but when you are when you're fronting as somebody else, and you're like, oh, that guy is so. That's not. Oh man. We're gonna stop this, and you're <laughs> gonna think about it, and uh, it's gonna be the title of the next podcast. And okay, whatever so this is, that word is. What did you say? Because this is what happens. Rochelle will learn a slang, and then she just won't use it right. And so you said, I think you said on a podcast earlier, you were like, yeah. uh, "Somebody called my backpack the dope." The dope. <laughs> no, just it's dope. just dope. It's just it's dope. Just... Your bag is dope. <laughs> word. What is that word, Carter? We're not, oh, we're not see, I'm sure we just talked you. about the '40s. This is what happens. It gets it's broken down. Just rely on that spiritual. <laughs> 
because that physical is not happening for you. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And hey, we might see you in a couple seconds on the next episode. 